Welcome to Stacey on the Right, the podcast brought to you by Family Vision Media, familyvisionmedia.org, and sharenetnow.org, where you can find out more about health care sharing. Check us out. All right. I'm so glad to have with me today on the Stacey on the Right podcast, Mahek Cook. She is an attorney, political commentator, media advisor for AFP Ohio. Thank you so much, Mahek, for coming on today. Good to be on with you, Stacey. So there's a big deal, but it's kind of under the radar because... You know, there's a lot for us to pay attention to. And being politically on the right, it's especially egregious for us to try to keep up with everything when we're looking at the national and federal level. But there is something at the local level that really deserves our attention. And in Ohio, you've actually made huge strides to bring this to a kind of a business focused, individual focused resolution. And that is occupational license recognition. Can you talk to us about this issue? Yes. So very fortunate that Ohio has passed some common sense legislation. It's universal licensing reform, and it essentially allows Ohio to recognize professional licenses and certifications from other states, just like we would accept a driver's license. When we first looked at occupational licensing in Ohio, we really noticed that it was hindering job growth across the state because you're not allowing licensed professionals from other states to work in Ohio unless they were relicensed. So we're basically telling licensed professionals like hairdressers, auctioneers, barbers, hey, you have to come to Ohio. We'd like your business. We'd like you to build your family here, but you have to get relicensed. Thousands of hours of training. It's very costly. And if you don't, then you're not welcome here. So it was a huge struggle and burden on individuals that want economic freedom and the opportunity to build a family in states like Ohio. And so, Mahek, we're talking about, let's say, an example of a license that would need to be recertified in a new state. What would be the most common one that would come to mind that people can identify with? You could say a cosmetologist or a barber, let's just say they're moving from one state to the other state, and they've been an experienced, let's just say, cosmetologist for the last 15 years. The state of Ohio, and many states, this isn't just Ohio, what the requirement is when you move from state to state, you have to get relicensed. So you have to submit an application to the state. You're asking for permission to earn a living, which is not acceptable. On top of that, you're going through thousands of hours of training. And the training is inconsistent. Some states may require 150 hours for a cosmetologist, while another state may require 120. So that inconsistency doesn't make sense. And in addition, you're paying to get licensed. If you're in good standing, you've been running a successful business, no state should push more licensing and encumber you with training when you've been in good standing in your current profession for so long. So I think universal licensing reform has given opportunities for individuals to achieve economic freedom. And that's the big deal here. You gave off a few buzzwords that I think really kind of hit home, one being freedom to work, not having to get permission to work. Because The fact that you moved across state lines from Illinois to Missouri or, you know, any state, it doesn't mean that you suddenly lost your ability to cut hair or, you know, give someone a relaxer or a, you know, perm. You haven't lost any skills. You've just moved locations. That's correct. And as long as you're in good standing, you should allow an individual to continue to work. We have so many licensing hours and training dollars and expense that we're pushing on somebody who's a hair braider or a landscaper or a barber. And 
it just doesn't make sense economically for a family, given that many individuals are working two and three jobs today to support, but it's threatening our economic liberty. Just let's play devil's advocate or naysayer here. What about the differences in requirements between, you know, New York and Alabama on how many hours of training you need to become a barber or a landscaper or any of these things that you need a license for? Are there huge disparities or is that just kind of old, like outdated news? No, there are huge disparities. And I think it's important to know that we originally had licensing for any kind of profession that has to deal with health and safety, right? So if you're going to get your pilot's license or you are a nurse or a doctor, anything with public health and safety, there needs to be licensing. And I think everybody can agree to that. But as you said, when you're looking at some of these other professions and there's no connection to public health or safety, then there shouldn't be arbitrary rules. And what's happening is state by state, depending on where you live and reside, there are arbitrary rules. The hours don't really align with the profession. And some of these licensing requirements, it has nothing to do with public health and safety. It's just imposing it on certain individuals and certain professions, and it's making it harder to earn a living. I can look at Idaho, for example. I know last year there were some regulations on hair braiders, and they have to go through hundreds of hours of training. But then you look at a tattoo artist, and they had zero hours. Now, they're the ones injecting needles into somebody's skin. That's actually a health and safety concern. So there needs to be some thoughtful balance in terms of why are these requirements in place? How are we advancing public health and safety? And if the answer is it's not tied, then we shouldn't have arbitrary hours and and licensing for any of these professions. So what's the opposition to this? Because it's so logical and so clear and easy to understand. It really makes me think this is one of those, you know, how can we can have a difficult issue in our society today where something doesn't make sense and people pretty much agree on how to fix it, yet we can't get it fixed because X. And then solving for X seems like it's a 50-year paradigm. What's the opposition to just standardizing the training across the country and making all licenses, occupational licenses, universal? I think it's government. I think that government is in the way of reform. And you're right. We have seen bipartisan support from not only President Obama, President Trump, President Biden has also discussed how important occupational and universal licensing reform is necessary. But in my mind, those are semantics. It sounds good. We don't have policymakers actually standing firm and saying we need to get our economy on track. I think we need more individuals that are doing rather than just talking about what they're going to do and more action. We have hundreds upon thousands of Americans that are struggling today with inflation, the rising cost of gas to groceries. So this just makes sense. And we actually need both bipartisan support, but implementation of this reform. I think we've gotten too caught up in social issues. And I think government is truly an obstacle in this. So it is an obstacle. I don't doubt that for one second. I was wondering if there were special interest groups or something when you just said the biggest boogeyman in the room, which is government. So we have people who listen to the podcast from all over the country, and they're probably in various states of either no occupational license freedom or, you know, like Ohio. Are are you the tip of the spear or are there other states that have made the jump? 
Many states have made the jump. We've looked at Arizona, Tennessee. They had Right to Earn a Living Act, which essentially you're limiting entry for those that are necessary. Unless you have to protect health and safety, these states have actually pushed for reform. And that's extremely exciting. But there's only 10 or 11 states that have adopted measures like this. We need the entire country to start listening and realizing that some of these individuals in these occupations, like we talked about, cosmetologists and barbers and landscapers, they are truly some families living paycheck to paycheck. So we need to eliminate those burdens. And you're right. Government has always been one of those. It's a stick in the mud. It's constantly bureaucratic. In terms of special interest groups, we haven't seen a ton of opposition, at least in Ohio, unless there are certain groups that are benefiting. It's always follow the money. Where are these groups benefiting? Are they getting the licensing dollars? But I think truly it has been a government issue where it's so bureaucratic, we can't get the reform done. And then we don't have enough states passing this. But I'll tell you something. I do think, Stacey, that we're going to see more and more reform because states are going to start losing individuals to a state like Ohio because we're allowing them to come here and prosper and grow a family. And we're removing economic barriers. So that is encouraging that some states are already saying, look, you know, this is the way to get more entrepreneurs and small business owners into our state. The more small businesses you have in a state, the more job opportunity there is, the more vibrant communities can spring up around those businesses. And, you know, eventually that leads to new schools, new school districts, new home subdivisions, new opportunities for people to expand. And that gets people out of our kind of clogged cities and into areas where they can experience a better quality of life while still having somewhere to work and still, in this case, employing other people. Because that's the thing that we really want. We want the small businesses to come into states to revitalize the economic picture there and to increase the tax base. It's a win, 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 win. That's correct. And again, just going back to Ohio, we've had some major economic boosts here with Intel coming in and Amazon. So in order to attract even one working individual that is coming, for instance, to work at Intel and say their spouse is a cosmetologist. We need to incentivize individuals that states like Ohio and others are truly a place where both spouses can earn a living. That's not the case in many of our states. So one spouse moves, the other one is left almost behind because they can't earn a living. So then you're not providing economic development, you're not providing taxes. And that's a major incentive. Where can I work? Where can I prosper? Where can I have freedom? And where are there less government regulations? And I'm all for it if it's tied to public health and safety. But more often than not, they're bureaucratic. It's not helpful to an individual or a single mother even living paycheck to paycheck to have to uproot her life and then get relicensed again. And it's a trickle-down impact on the economy because we're not going to get individuals coming into our state. They're going to start leaving at a very fast rate if we aren't smart about how to incentivize individuals and families to work and thrive in our state. Yeah, I think the key here is you can imagine the situation where a job opportunity in another state brings the spouse into that state to work. But then the husband or wife is looking at the possibility of not being able to move right away or 
moving right away at losing their income until they can pay what can be thousands of dollars in fees to recertify in the new state, to basically re-up their license when nothing has changed. They're going to do the exact same thing there that they did in the old state. So um, this is something that's important. Where can people go to read more about the occupational licensing freedom and also maybe find out ways to expand it in their own state? So I think it's really important state by state. There are laws, depending on where you live, that you can research. If you want just some good websites to look at, at least in Ohio, Buckeye Institute's done a phenomenal job, Americans for Prosperity. And if you are a state doesn't have the opportunity to work in right now and thrive in because you don't have licensing, training, or certifications necessary, even though you were licensed in another state, then it's extremely important to write to your legislators and to figure out if there is an Americans for Prosperity locally that you can get involved in because this organization truly wants economic freedom and an opportunity for individuals to help their families. So I encourage anybody who is living in any state across the country to look for Americans for Prosperity and see how you can get involved in the local chapter. Awesome. This is such a great way to end out the year with something that, you know, obviously politics is really fraught right now, but this is something that you can kind of reach across political lines and, you know, occupational licensing. That's something that it's Democrats, it's Republicans, it's politically agnostic people, it's independents. Everyone is either connected to or knows someone who does the work that requires an occupational license. And if you're not you know, friends with them or related to them, you're using their services, you're getting your haircut, you're having your lawn taken care of. And so this is one of those things where instead of saying, well, you know, are you politically right or left? Because I want to work on this, you can just say, hey, we all know people who use these licenses, and we need to make it possible for them to work and live anywhere. It's a good way to end of the year. I absolutely agree, Stacey. This should be an easy win-win in every state. People need the economic freedom and opportunity to thrive and provide for their families now more than ever. All right. Well, I recommend that people head over to AFP.org. You can also go to MahekCook.com. I've included both links in the show notes for today's podcast. So great to have you with us. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Stacey. All right, and we'll be back with more Stacey on the Right Show content for you here at FamilyVisionMedia.org. Check us out everywhere. We are the Family Vision Media, a part of the Family Vision Library. Thanks so much for being with us today, and Merry Christmas.